we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hot and Bravo, part of the Buttered Pop podcast. I'm Eddie Estrada. And I'm Matthew McFarland. I swear to God, you just change up one thing each week just to get me on edge. I honestly am not trying to do it on purpose. Yeah, you are. My brain is like, bing, bing, boom. (laughs) boom, boom. Um, Good morning, everyone. This is the morning. Uh, I'm about to get on the plane, but I could not do so without covering what we watched this week on Bravo. It was such a good week. Um, again, we're not covering Winter House. We're, again, we're getting reports that there's not a lot to talk about right now. So again, we're get, you're going to get like a mid-season or maybe even like an end-of-the-season recap because um, there are more important things we need to cover. I'm, and we're busy boys. We're busy boys. And like Mary Timmed, Potomac, Beverly Hills, Salt Lake are delivering on every level. And one of our favorite shows comes back next weekend. Family Karma. Ugh, I love my Family and Karma. There was I feel like another show was coming. Well, at the end of November, we're going to get the Southern Hospitality show with Leva, but that's not until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I'm so excited for Family Karma. I heard they had a very good, um, they had a very good showing at BravoCon. Yeah. Um, I think, well, it was also, uh, I believe Diwali is, or Diwali is, was right around then too. So they, yeah, yeah. they are busy. Yeah. They've got a lot on their plate. Um, so should we just jump right in? What do you want to start with? I think we should start with maybe the married to medicine reunion yeah, part and then two. go into our housewives. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh no, it's part one. It's part it's one. It's part one. It's part three of Beverly Hills. Part one hey, of married to med. I got to say, I was a little disappointed because I was waiting all episode to hear Scott rap. I, well, I had a I feeling that was, was going to come, come part later. two. Yeah, because the men, I'm like, oh, no, we're not going to get to the men today. But, like, I'm also very nervous. Like, I'm not, I'm anxious, nervous about that. Because it, 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 it feels like it might be one of the cringiest Bravo moments ever. No, it's not a Danielle Staub doing her, all of her songs. Could be close to you. Oh, her, it felt. Her, it, her it's, lesbian love. It's, it's not far off. It's, it's pretty bad. Okay, well, I can't wait to see it. But everyone looks amazing. Incredible. I don't don't love that Heavenly and Contessa... Yeah, got into a fight before (laughs) it even started. (laughs) Just, I can't. Like, Contessa having to be held back from the dressing room was a little much. A little much. But they look incredible. See, this is the thing. I, I think that the housewives need to not worry too much about a theme. I think they just all need to worry about looking good. Because everyone looks good at this reunion. I, I honestly truly think everyone has really stepped out. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I'm i glad that we were reminded of the Quad and Mason relationship. Yes. Because, and I, but I wish the women had sort of been like, Quad, lean into this. Like, this is, you're the best qualities of you, uh, of yourself come out with Mason and with this new role you're taking in his life. I really, I hope, I wanted Annie to be like, lean in, girl. This is where well, you live. I think she's still, I don't think she's 100% there yet because I do feel like she's re- regressing to her old ways. And we'll talk about this with like the accusations of her sleeping with her contractor. But I, I just want to mention that I was happy that they kind of discussed why the mom wasn't in the picture 
and it's because she was moving from Tennessee, and so they wanted to give Mason a stable home while they made the move from Tennessee right. to Atlanta. Right. So that he's, you know, there, and they're still living now with Quad, and because she has this big house, what is she going to do by herself exactly. in there? Exactly, exactly. And since she's taking on all this responsibility, the house is is a good tool for her. Yes. Um, But that's about... That's sort of all that I was happy with about Qua this episode. Um, I got to say the left side of the couch is um, Simone, Toya, Contessa. Right now they're coming out on top. They're, oh, 100%. They're, they're kind of being backed up by facts and figures. I wrote like Toya is winning. Toya is winning like over and over and over because like it's just – it's. It's it amazes me that Quad and Heavenly in particular get so enraged and so nasty about when they get wronged, but they do the exact same thing to everyone else, and there's no accountability taken. Yeah. I feel like this that's a, just the running theme we keep talking about about those two women in particular. It's just it's not good. Well, like Quad can talk about money and talk about marriages and talk about Toya and where she got her money and talk about her and Eugene, but but the second you talk about where yes. she got her money or where, or who she's sleeping with, oh, it's it's a crime against Black women. Like, come on. And girl. I love I love that Toya called that out. She's like, but you talk about Eugene, like, and you talk about my money. That's why I bought my receipts. That's why I'm showing you how I get paid. Yes. Like, what are you gonna show? And she's like showing that she did a, the polygraph test. I love Toya being like, it's not admissible in court. Why are you bringing it here? Exactly. But also her questions were one did she ever sleep with her contractor and two has she ever slept with any of the men of the husbands on married yeah. to medicine she's like that's just a little extra one i was like quad you don't need to do that not at all and like i really and i'm glad heavenly and kind of everyone kind of pushed back when she was like i don't like this narrative quads like i don't like this narrative that you know as black women we can only get ahead when we're like lying on our backs it's like that's not what we're saying no we're one's saying, saying that uh, it's just like not fair that again you call out all these women about their money and about their love lives. And then when it gets thrown back at you, you throw your hands up in the air and sit and call foul. That's just not the way it works. I do like that. The woman kind of squashed this because of the contractor's family. Yeah. I feel and it's bad like, why, why are we throwing this in there? If it is like, you know what I mean? Like if the rumor is there, it is there, but I think I, I wish so. And I think Simone kind of copped this. I wish Simone would have, driven the point home more that like it was it, it's not bringing up bringing up quads rumor was not to perpetuate that rumor further it was to just create an example of there are rumors about you out there as well and none of us are talking about them but if that's if you're gonna do this to toya we might as well just have everybody's rumors out there you know which again two wrongs don't make a right but i think simone i get where simone was coming from totally totally um i love See, the thing is, like, I know Andy's getting a little bit of flack um, because, you know, especially with maybe what Beverly Hills, which we'll talk about later, although I do think he really showed up this episode. Bri- um, his loyalty to the women is kind of coming through, and sometimes he goes harder on on some people than others on, in reunions, but I was really happy that he held Heavenly's feet to the fire about her behavior, about her delivery, about everything, and I, like would not let go. And I think that's I think that's completely fair because it's so clear what Heavenly is doing and how Heavenly is and that it's a social media attack on these women, but the moment they talk about Heavenly, once again, it's the other... It's Honestly, it's that side. It's like... I'm allowed to attack you, the right side of the couch. I'm allowed to attack you, but you're not allowed to touch me. Yeah. I mean, because I'm off. And I'm glad Contessa said, said this, like, you know, again, all these wrongs don't make any right, but like 
we're not accusing anyone of felonies. Like you guys are accusing Toya of committing a armed robbery. Like that is insane. Like that has way more repercussions than like a a silly cheating rumor. Exactly. I mean, they're both not great, but like that's so much worse. Toya could, if anyone thought you were serious, Toya could go to jail. Yeah. Like, it's just not good. Well, and I i mean, I'm going to keep saying this, but like Anila needs to be off the show. She cannot stand on her own. She cannot back up anything that she's saying. Um, I'm glad that they talked about like crime and robberies have been up in Atlanta, like all around. And there are people who have much more money than her, much more high profile than her who are suffering greater losses. And people are coming into their homes while they're inside. Of and them. like, again, I, I, I and I don't want to, I don't want to attack her on this point too much. Cause I can't imagine, you know, having, having your house broken into not once but twice in six months is terrible i, feel I would on, get out of on there. that point i feel for her but why are you staying there like i'm sorry i don't i i think one would be enough like i don't think i could stay I think there the money is tied up in the house i was just gonna say i, I think, think the money that is tied up in the i think house. that i think kieran is the only person bringing in a, a substantial income i think her trying to pretend like her ninety-eight thousand follower instagram is bringing her blogging the fact that she calls it blogging, I think, says it all because blogging is so 2005. Like, live and journal. And blog hasn't even been updated no. since 2019. Like, so, what's and, the I, point? And again, I get it. We've been through a pandemic. But again, don't sit there and let's... It's insulting to Kieran that you're saying that you're you're providing financially as much as he is. Because, like, again, there's no shame in, in who... Whoever the breadwinner is is the breadwinner. Like, yeah. whether it's the husband or the wife doesn't matter. But, like, don't sit there and act like you're doing... I, and I love when they play the clip of her being like, well, should I just stop blogging and be a mom and take care of the kids? It's like, maybe you should. Maybe you should. Or you go full-time into your fashion thing and Kieran takes some time off. and Like, yeah, maybe you don't hire Miss Gomez and pull her away from her family in Texas to take care of your kids. I don't know. I, I need her off the show. She's not giving me a damn thing. Yeah, I just, I feel bad for Kieran because I feel like they're not going to be able to ever he sell this house. He looks terrible. Yeah, he he's exhausted. He looked exhausted. Yeah. Like, because if he married her, I would be too. Well, no, he has to, I'm sure he has to work all the time to pay for everything that they, with the house, the stuff to replace the things in the house now. To pay for Miss Gomez. I hope that she got insurance. Like, after the first robbery, I hope that she got insurance well, I'm on sure all the, her like, stuff. I'm sure the premium went all the way up and it was just one of those situations where I don't know I I just think they're never going to be able to sell the house because of what's happened to it now and the nerve of her to sit there and I'm glad Andy was like can you please sit here and say unequivocally that you don't think Toy had anything to do with what happened or that she didn't say anything and Anila couldn't do it no because she does she really thinks that the women are out to get her delusional yes delusional um I mean I I I, if she's making money and getting free product off blogging, like catch me on catch me on Instagram, <laughs> I could buy ninety eight thousand followers too. Like I can't. Um, great part one, part yeah. two, and part three. I'm very excited. I'm excited. I mean, I again, I'm not. I'm not about men raising their voices to women, but I'm really kind of excited to see Eugene kind of yell at Quad and tell her to leave them alone. Uh, oh, I love because I think someone needs to put Quad in her place. But um, yeah, I love Eugene. Okay. Well, let's, should we, uh, I was going to say, where should we go next? Should we do, do we do Potomac? Do we- let's stay in the East Coast. Let's stay in, you know, the, the Eastern Seaboard. Let's stay in Potomac, shall we? Yes. I mean, I think the first thing we need to say is Team Candace. A hundred percent. First order of business is Team Candace. Um, oh God, the title of episode, by the way, the title of up is Not Today Satan, Not Today Neck, Not Today Ankles. I mean... She said everything perfectly. It's like, if you want 
a cheating, conniving, thieving husband? We have one. His name is Michael Darby. Chris has only been an angel to these women. He's only been an upstanding guy. And I refuse. I'm going to fold my napkin in a triangle like I do. I'm going to wipe my tears away. But then I'm going to walk out of here because we're not fucking doing this narrative. I, I have so much respect for Candace and so much respect for Chris because they are just being completely honest and upfront with all of this. Completely. It's nothing to hide no, at all. Absolutely nothing. And now seeing the DM, which was truly a story response, like that means nothing. Like Chris said in the end of the episode, he was like, it's not like I went into her Instagram, wrote her a message and got everything going. Like it's, you know, it, it it's, it's all preposterous. It really is. And like, I, yeah, maybe we'll just we'll we'll, we'll cover the the episode as a whole. We'll, or the, no, we'll let's, stuff. Cover, let's cover Candace and Chris stuff first, and we'll go back and hit some other things. But like, okay. again, I'm not a fan of Robin. But if Robin is coming to their defense and saying that Giselle is overreacting and making shit up and like go like kind of looking for stuff that isn't there, and if Karen is listening to what Giselle is saying and is also saying that Giselle is reaching, I I just. It does not look... Giselle looks like a freaking idiot. Yeah, and I loved when Karen and Giselle were sitting down and Karen asked all the questions that we needed That we needed here was, did he do anything uncomfortable? Do it say or do anything that made you uncomfortable? No, I just felt uncomfortable. Well, did you tell him to leave? Well, I asked him to leave. Well, did he leave? Yeah, he left immediately. And she's like, you have to understand, Chris is like family to us. Like, Chris is like... He would never do anything. No, that and I'm makes glad they showed that clip of. And I mean, again, like oh, the evidence. The Bravo editors really are amazing. Oh, you're talking about Mia. Um. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, no. Like, thank we'll you. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um. But yeah, here I'll you bring that up in a second because that I completely forgot about. But when they were saying how Giselle felt all this angst, but yet when they showed up at the spring fling, hugged Chris, no problem, was so excited to see him. You know what I mean? She's just so two-faced. And then, yes, bring up this Mia stuff, because yeah. that, I thought, was also reaching. Well, yeah. But also, she has a history of... I can't remember who Mia was... I think it might have been Robin, Robin, maybe. they were having... Because Robin wanted to clear up the air about all the Everything. cancer stuff. But Yeah, so... Mia was like, yeah, like Chris could not keep his eyes off me at the, at the spring fling. Like he kept, just kept staring like as a woman that makes me feel so uncomfortable. Like, you know, guys could be so gross and so weird. And he's like, was staring at me and the Bravo editors were like, Chris, not looking Chris, still not literally looking. in the corner with his wife, yes. not looking anywhere near the women on the dance floor. And we were this, I was listening to like a bitch sesh. Um, and they were talking like boots on the ground, you know, about BravoCon, And they were like, Chris was the most doting, supportive husband to Candace the entire like I truly as much as Chris like I feel like sometimes annoys me and like in this in this season he's kind of like working a ton and he's not there when I think he's burnt out I think he's just really burnt out and he's really just trying to provide for his family because he was he was a chef he was you know a caterer and with the pandemic and all that happens with that he lost so much business IVF is is not so yes expensive y'all like tens of thousands of dollars each time you do a round of IVF. And most people do more than one round because most people it doesn't take the first time. Yeah. So you're spending a quite a bit amount of money. I, so I thought that was all bullshit. I was also getting like also making King Edmonds flashbacks with Candace. Oh um, my God. Yes. Doing the, the Injections, shot. Injections. Yes. I, and I have so much respect for 
any woman who does that because and I can, showing us on camera. I couldn't. I can't even get a freaking flu shot without freaking <laughs> out. Like I, I have to. Like you know, I go get vaccines and stuff, and I literally warn the nurses. I'm like, surprise me. Don't let me know what's happening because even if it's the smallest little needle, I and to do it to yourself and be like, oh, it didn't hurt. I could just do it. Kudos to Candace. 100%. And alliances are seem to be shifting Moving, quickly yeah. because, like, it's it's being strongly implied that the Green Eye Bandits are kind of drifting because Robin kind of doesn't want to put up with the fake bullshit, which I appreciate. But also, speaking of Robin being an idiot, I that whole – I I love Juan. So do I. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I, I love when he's like, Robin, what are you doing? What are you doing? This, what are you doing? Let's not, let's not, let's not do this on camera. Let's not, let's not create a narrative. And he's like, I would never, he was like, I would never try to take you for like, you make just as much money as me. Like I would never. But I also love that Robin was talking about how she made, she implied last episode that she makes more money than Juan. And Juan's like, well, fine. Sign up, I make more than you do. Literally without missing a beat. He's like, I still make more money than you. I do. Like, and let's be honest, like your hat, like good for you with the hat business. I think it's great that like you, you honestly should teach Sheree how to, how to get stuff done. But like, let's not like pretend that. Let's that's call a spade a spade. Like, you're not, you're yeah. not, you're not a coach, and you're not teaching. You know what I mean? Like, Juan is bringing in more money. Again, not a big deal. But because you've brought it up, we kind of have to set the record straight. I love Juan being like, no. But also, Juan looked again he another so husband tired. that looks very tired and kind of over it. I, you know, sometimes <laughs> I feel like these these housewives they like suck the life out of men, and it's just like it's like. They're slowly dying, and these women are just getting stronger. Literally, it's supreme shit. Yeah. Um. Oh, I guess the only other thing that we should cover is Wendy. Well, the Wendy uh, and Mia hot. Mic I also stuff. before we get to that, I just want to talk about Ashley for a quick second. <gasps> yes. Oh my um, god. Yes. 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 Because yes, I want to yes. end with Wendy and Mia and that whole situation. But Michael Darby does not want to buy this damn house. He is lying to Ashley about the finances and that it's going to when at when his real estate broker was like, oh, yeah, I already talked to the bank. Like everything's there if we want to get it done. And she's like, well, that's news to me. Uh huh. Because they've been putting all these offers on houses and they haven't been going through There's so many red flags, Ashley. And then and then next episode, we're seeing that he's not going to he just disappears. He's not trying to he's not trying to get her out of anything. He's trying to keep this woman trapped or get out of paying for her period. Yes. yes. And it's next episode. I'm, I had a pit in my stomach watching the preview because Ashley's driving around her car being like the news got out about me and Michael, I can't get a hold of him. I don't know where he is. It does not look uh, good. Y'all. I love that her family is being so supportive. We saw her other brother there going to look at houses with Everyone's her. just trying to shake her awake. I know. And I think, I think it's going to happen, but but I think it's those kids that are, I think she's just worried about her children. No, and I get that. She's trying to do what's best for them. But it's rough. Okay, let's get to Mia. Well, I I have to laugh when we first start to talk about it because we have Wendy coming to Mia's defense and yelling at Robin, being like, no, stand up in your truth. No, sit down. <laughs> like So stupid. So great. But basically, Wendy has been on the attack for... Mia against Giselle and Robin being like, you guys called her a liar. None of the rest of us has called her a liar. I certainly haven't called her a liar. Yeah. We all, we all stand in belief with her. We're going to stick by her, but you two are the problem. You two are the ones and that are. I was sitting there going, yeah, uh-huh. I was sitting there nodding along being like, Wendy's right. Wendy's correct. Like I'm, I'm totally team Wendy. And then we get, <laughs> oh, well, she's lying. 
Oh, my mic's still on. We we gotta get off the mic. Like a hot mic moment. And Girl, you've been on the show for th- what three seasons now. You know better. You gotta take. That's your why mic her off. hair's falling out. That that hot mic moment got her, and it's just all coming out. Uh, yeah, I. <sighs> I'm interested to see how this plays out because I do feel like for the rest of the season, we're going to have Wendy on Mia's side and being like, no, you have to believe her. You have to believe Uh her. Then we're going to get to the reunion and these women are going to be like, you are fake. Yeah. You completely were just like two faced. Totally. And the only other thing I'll say about Wendy is that she needs to take care of herself. If your hair is falling out, my love, like you are taking on too much. If your husband is telling you you're taking on too much, like you need to reevaluate because that is not stress. Stress will get to you. So I hope that she heeds the warning. We will see. Um, okay. I think that's it for Potomac. Yes. Should we cross over to the West side and get to Beverly Hills and Salt Lake? Yeah. Should we do Beverly Hills first or Salt Lake? Let's first? do Beverly Hills. Let's wrap up this reunion. Um, okay. So the Jack situation, I, it broke my heart again. And honestly, it feels like Erica is just not taking responsibility for anything she does. And I hate to say it. Erica almost feels like it it, it feels like right now she's so far backed up against the wall that she, she feels like I can do no right. She's being so detestable. I'm just going to come after all of you. Yeah. It's, it's not a good look. I think, okay, so here's the thing. As I get, like I said before in the episode, Andy's been getting some flack because there have been moments where people feel like he should really be going harder on some people. But and I got to say. he apologized, right? What? About, he apologized about the Garcelle stuff. He said, after watching it back, I had a conversation with Garcelle and I definitely should have oh, I had love the that. hard conversation. Okay, see, there you go. See, again, unlike anybody else in the Bravo-verse, like Andy's willing to cop when he messed up and like yeah. own it. But I got to say, I'm so glad that he called Kyle and Dorit out. It's like, Kyle and Dorit, you guys were laughing and thought it was hilarious. What the fuck was that about? I, and I'm I, and Garcelle, I'm so glad that she said this, but Kyle, had it been your kids, it would have been a whole storyline. It would have been a whole thing all season had, your ki- had Erica said, shut the fuck up to your kids or get the fuck out of here. It would have been a whole thing. 100%. I'm glad Garcelle said something. And, and she's spot on about Erica's apology. Erica only apologized, didn't apologize for actions, but apologized just to sweep it under the rug and move on. Again, Garcelle really came out. I feel like her and Sutton really came out on top this reunion. They really, I I have to say, they killed it. They are my favorites. They are my right favorites now. right it, now. Right now, it's gonna be Garcelle and Sutton on the top. Well, Kathy Hilton on the very top. <laughs> Garcelle and Sutton, and then like Dorit, Dorit, and, and um, then probably Cri- Crystal. Yeah. Then Kyle. And then... And then the Eric, two snakes. Yeah, the two snakes. and Jetsam over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. And That's, then we don't even we don't even speak of she who must not be named, Voldemort. Oh, my God. No, absolutely not. And here's the thing is, like, the oxygen mask analogy... Oh, my goodness. Had... had the, Again, I, I agree with Dorit. Had, had she said that at the beginning... That would have made... Still not yeah, the best, best thing. But better. But better than the... I don't care about anyone else but me. Well, the, I loved Andy being like, well, the empathy is not landing. Like, if you're being empathetic, it's not Andy landing. Andy really did show up. This, um, this, uh, you know. Um, also, okay, but also, it's, I think it's a stretch comparing Erica and Tom Girardi to the Madoffs. Like, well, we're on appeal for legal reasons. <laughs> she's a psycho. Like, do you think that none of, okay, not, do you think that none of us have ever watched Law & Order? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even the most basic among us no like the, Andy mo- going 
we're saying the same thing. Well, we are, but we're not. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. What are you talking about? Yeah, but I just had to say the Madoff thing. It's like, come on. Don't not do not give her enough. Do do not give her that much credit. That's please. blowing so much smoke up her. Does a does a does a tree frog have a watertight asshole? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm I'm waiting for that to come up on Potomac. Um, Kathy Hilton serving Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Serving Queen Elizabeth. I love that we got revealed. I mean, I think I've known this just because I followed Paris for so long, but that Paris has had a Barbie birthday from the time she was like nine D- to like not 35. Not surprised. Well, I, I, I think from in my mind, Paris Hilton is Barbie. Like she, it, like if you think about it, she is Barbie. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. So I love that Kathy just like leaned into it. I think she looked Great. She looked great. I love her just sitting on the one couch saying hi to Cal and then going looking right at Lisa Rinna and Eric and going, Hi girls. She's I mean, she's ready to fucking play. And here's the thing, like Kathy is a little she she's more mature. and I yes. think she has a harder time expressing herself and articulating herself. So I wish that Kyle would because I think Kyle is how very, very, very fragile and very sensitive about all of this stuff. About, yes. You know, and I get it. I do. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of trauma there. I get it. But I do think Kathy was trying to explain, like, I was in the wrong. I was irrationally angry. I was, I had, I had all of this, these thoughts in my head that weren't true and they affected, like, how I saw things. Yeah. And I wish Kyle would have just relaxed a little bit and let Kyle, or Kathy kind of explain that a little bit more because... I, I get where I get where Kathy was coming from. And I don't think it's okay for her to, you know, kind of treat Kyle the way she does sometimes, but I think it helps us understand why maybe in the sprinter van, she went off and vented to who she, to Lisa, who she thought who was her friend well, about her relationship with Kyle. And, and I also, I, this is kind of jumping a bit, but I'm going to, we're going to get back to everything, but I liked, I, 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 I'd like to read suggestion of Kyle apologizing to Kathy because I think Kathy was very upset that she she was giving the olive branch to her sister. She, you know, took the big step to go. She called her to apologize, and she goes, "I want an apology in person on camera." And so Kathy got her did the whole um, the Ponderosa going in completely blind, thinking she was going to apologize to her sister, which she did. Yep, she was building that bridge, and then. Kyle ambushing her with Lisa Renna, I would be like, no, you need to apologize to me too because that Lisa's not a part of this at all. Well, and what I, what I think, what I think Kathy was so upset about at the end of the episode was Kyle, Kyle needs to, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but Kyle needs to stop kind of throwing her hands in the air and, and saying, and, and, and being the, a martyr and being a martyr and being a victim when Kyle can do more than one things at a time. Yes. She can sit there and go, I don't like the way my sister spoke to me and treated me in Aspen. I don't like the uh, fact that she vented about me to my friend in the sprinter van, but do I think she had a mental breakdown and was throwing shit and causing a scene in my house in Aspen? No, I don't really buy it. Do I think that she called someone the, uh, like a, she uh, used a gay slur against someone? No, I don't. Do I think that Erica and Lisa are gassing all this up to make Kathy look bad and to make it worse than it was? I do. You can do both things. Well, I mean, and Kyle just sat there a complete mess and was Completely useless. Well, I have to say, she gives, and it just is so apparent to me, as a Kathy, as an oldest child, Kyle <laughs> gives major youngest child energy, where it's like, and no offense, because I know you are No, no, child, no, no. I, but, I, but you know what I mean? It's, I'm kind of, I mean, I've, I've dealt with this in my family, where I'm like, 
come on, like, let's grow up here. You don't have to be, you don't have to melt down over this. Yeah. Like, it's, let's Kathy's take of events on. just makes more sense to me. And like when I love when Kathy was like, did you not remember you sitting there and saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. I agree. You're preaching to the choir. I totally get what you're saying. Don't you remember that? And then Rena sat there completely silent. And then I do want to address Erica, Erica said Erica says that Kathy had an issue with the DJ came up to Erica and said, well, he's just an old Gaysler. And that the only person that heard it was Erica HR Bravo HR did an investigation and all they could find was that it's a, it's a case of he should, uh, she said, she said, here's what I think actually happened. I'm going to put this out there and come for me and, if you want. No, and I want to, I want to, I want to say what I, I think about this as well, because I, I I'm on think, your side. here's what I think happened. I, I totally think that what Kathy said happened, that she thought that her influence and her money was going to get her what she wanted in the club and it backfired. And the guy was an asshole. The bouncer and the DJ were just, were, were rude back to her. I'm sure all that's true. I do think that Kathy went up to Erica and was like, I'm really upset. The DJ, la yada, yada. I think Erica drunkenly was the one that said, oh, don't worry about him. He's just an old gay slur. I find it much more likely and much more probable that Erica used the slur. Well, here- because, and in, in like amongst gay people, LGBTQ people and their friends, it is, I, I do know that like, in privacy, we use that word like off the cuff because we can. It's sort of like it's we're re, we're, we're taking back the word. So I am at, I can totally see a world in which Erica and Mikey, yeah. or Erica and her friends in private use that word just flippantly because they're amongst friends and they know what it really means. Well, that's so what I can totally see Erica being drunken and saying it flippantly, and now she's using it against Kathy, knowing that no one else heard about the two of them. Well, here's where I'm going to come from on that is I think they're of two very different generations and the, the, the gay people that they surround themselves with are very different. Like you were saying, you have Mikey on one end and then you have Kathy's Butler mm-hmm. who has worked for her for years, mm-hmm. who can be a little flirty as we saw with Sutton's assistant in that. And, I just, like you said, I don't think Kathy and her butler are using those terms. I don't think Kathy would use that as a derogatory term. Sutton and all the rest of the women have come out and said, Kathy has been nothing but nice and kind to these people. Erica Jane thinks she is because she's got trashy people like her publicist and Mikey Minden. I'm going to just be honest. They are trash. And (laughs) she goes, she parties at these gay events. She thinks she's queen of Mykonos, she thinks that she can do and say whatever she wants. So she's going to say these words and be like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm the gays love me. Right. Kind and of honestly, thing. she probably does. And she probably, and like I said, and they let her they do probably it. Probably let her do it because again, they know her and they know what she is about. And again, it's, you are, I think you're so right. It's a generational thing where and the younger generation, we, we are, we are taking back the word. Whereas the older generation, it was, it was a no, no word. It was a, you never utter that word. Well, it is, it is terrible. Well, here's also the other thing. How easy did it come out of her mouth on the reunion? And did another single woman say that word at the reunion? No. Absolutely not. But it flew out of Erica's mouth. Yeah. It came right out. Uh-huh. I, I, she could have said, you called him an effing F. Yes. See, I won't even use that word on here, but like the either, but the way she just let it out. I mean, I would have been shocked. I would have been like, what did you just say? Yeah. And I just don't, 
and again, you just know when someone's lying, and I just don't think Kathy is that good of a liar. No. I and think she's way too off kilter to be a good liar. So I just feel like we would have been able to see it, smell it. Well, at yeah. this reunion. And here's the thing: I think both Erica and Lisa are firing on all fronts because I do feel like their contracts at, are up and they well, have no storylines. Well, Erica does. Well, but. I don't think it's I don't think it's that at the, in the in the least sense. I think they had a bunch of specified attacks against specified people this season thinking that they were going to take every single person down that they tried crystal sutton garcelle and it's not working then they also have kyle now wavering because her sister's on the show Doree's going to always be team kyle before anything else teddy's not even on the show anymore so their their girl group is breaking up well and rinna like and again rinna has a history of whether it's Kim Richards, Yolanda Foster, LVP, or Denise Richards. Like she, she's used to coming out on top when she decides to because character she has assassinate her team behind her. Yeah, she she when she decides to character assassinate someone, Bing Bang Boom, it works. And also, I I I wrote here. Lisa needs to work on her acting because I feel like everything that she was doing was just so fake. But Lisa also admitted to talking to TMZ. She said they called me and they already knew. No, no, they called you. They asked you anything fun happen. Uh, no, that's exactly. that's exactly what happened. They just called Rena because they know Rena has a big fucking mouth, and they were like, "Anything you want to tell us about the trip?" And Rena sang like a canary. I loved, I loved Andy also holding her feet to the fire for a couple of different things. Um, well, Kathy said you're the biggest bully in Hollywood, which honestly, I believe it. I, I, I that's kind of no, like it's not like no known, but like. I feel like that she doesn't. No one really was like, "Oh, Lisa there Renna is, a re- is an upstanding woman." There is a reason why Rena has had to fight her whole career, because I think that she, I, 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 it well, all make it all makes sense to me. Well, it all makes sense. I liked, I liked Andy being. She was like. Lisa said, this is the most traumatizing thing that's happened to me on the show. I was scared for my <laughs> life, and Andy goes. Out of everything that's happened on the show, this is the most traumatizing for you. And she's like, yes, I saw the devil. You were a monster. And Andy goes, she was like, you were screaming and yelling at me. And I was, it was abuse. I was abused. That was a traumatic for me. And he goes, well, you've screamed and yelled at people before. And she goes, so? Yeah, honey, exactly. Honey. Exactly. I, you can't. You don't you, think throwing your drink and smashing a glass in front of Kim Richards did It's traumatizing? Yeah. And you're going to, and you're going to act like. Yeah, it it's just it's all so contrived and fake and like I have to be real, like I don't believe one bit and I hate I have to say I hate the Lisa Rinna stands on the internet right now. And let's be real, I used to be a big Lisa Rinna fan because I was like she's drama and she's good for the show. She's gotten so toxic and her fans are trying to pull the videos from um Paris's documentary of Kathy being approached about um sending her to the camp, which in all, in all honesty, I think none of these parents really knew what they were sending their children to. The camp was 100% abusive. I think they were, you know what I mean? Like, it was a last resort for a lot of these parents. And now these kids are coming out and being like, we were abused here. Like, yes. this was a very traumatic yes. experience. And Kathy and Paris are fine. They're doing all right. They've moved past it. They've Paris has forgiven her for this. But also, and so stop I'm trying glad, to use this. Well, I'm glad you brought this up because this narrative that's also going around the internet that, you know... Kathy has all this power and this pull with Peacock and with the NBC Universal and that she's like, you know, she's silencing them. It's like if Kathy Hilton had any pull in film and television, that documentary with Paris would have never seen the light of day because it does not paint Kathy in a good light at all. So if that were true, that we wouldn't know any of that about Kathy. 
And if all this stuff actually happened, I'm sorry, there would be a camera, there would be footage, there would be witnesses coming forward saying stuff. When has there ever, I'm sorry, there have been way more powerful people on these shows that have done just as just as bad and they've all they've all gotten their comeuppance because producers have spoken out and been real and been honest so i got it i got it terrible for kyle at the end yeah i felt really bad i want to say kathy has come out and said that she won't return to the show if lisa and erica return and i have to be honest as much as like people are like oh but lisa and erica are good tv i'd rather have kathy I would too. I don't know though. Like if for, for the sake of their relationship, I'm not sure if, I mean, I just don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing for her to be on the show. Maybe it's a good thing because when, when Kathy's off camera and things are off the air, it feels like nothing gets resolved between the two of them. Maybe with the camera in front of them, Kyle and Kathy will be forced to work their stuff out. I, I think we keep Erica. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think we get rid of Renna. And Renna has, has said, maybe I should have taken a break after Lois, all this stuff. I could see Renna taking a break. Being put on pause and then coming back. I would, again, bring back Denise and LVP, please. I'm, I'm telling you, I think if they just keep Erica and they get rid of Renna, I think everyone, I think the options open up for them if they get rid of Rena. Yeah. They can bring back other people. Cause I think Yolanda, I mean, I don't think Yolanda would come back. No, Yolanda would never come back. But she would consider it if Rena wasn't there. I think, I think there would be, I think it could be very, I think if they get rid of Rena, it would really rejuvenate the series. I think we need to see Erica next season. I hate to say it, but like. No, we need to see the story play out with her and Tom. And I think she also kind of secured herself with that Dorit comment at BravoCon. Oh my God. Because yeah. we need, we need a villain. And if you get rid of Rena and Erica, we have no villain. Erica is, is a more palatable villain. Yes. Rena at this point, I'm like, it's all fake. I could care less. I don't want to see her on my screen anymore. And I was if, like, and, and, and you, you can just felt, you could feel Andy is Andy's just over it, over her, over her, over it, over her. Yeah. I'm sorry, and fantastic if, reunion. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always going to be on the side of Chris Jenner, and Chris Jenner is commenting. I know, on and Kathy I'm sorry, Hilton's. but like, I also, yes, I like. Let's squash this, this, this narrative that Rena has any connection or friendship with the Kardashians. She does not. She doesn't. No, her daughter was dating Chris Scott Disick for a hot minute. That is it. That is all of it. Which is so embarrassing. If anyone's friends with the Jenners and with the Kardashians, it's the Hiltons and the Richards. A hundred percent. So let's get real. Great reunion. <laughs> I know. I'm still like, I'm so activated Should about we it. wrap but... it up with Salt Lake? Let's do Salt Lake City. Well, we got, it, I thought we were going to be in New York City because we got this small clip of Jen Literally there. 15 seconds. I was like, New York City, baby. But then it was mm, not the truth. Um, okay. Sarah Paulson. Angie is gross. Is she, it's, you know, again, I don't like when these women come on the show and it's, they're so hungry to be on that they are, they are just setting off grenades every which way. It felt, I don't know. I, I love Heather. I do. I love Heather. It just seemed a little like you have that fight with Whitney. And the first thing that we see is you, and you go to Andy to, or you go to Angie to corroborate your stories. It, Again, I'm I'm still team Heather. I think that Whitney was right that kind of this fight between them kind of was just like a miss it was sort of just a miss a miss in 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 facts. It was just like like they just have a different recollection of of the facts. Yeah, I I have to be honest. I I I'm not going to say 
Angie was gross. I'm, I'm like not going to go that far at this point because I think I'm projecting uh, based on what we saw with the preview for next week for next week. Yeah. <laughs> because this is what I think happened and I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. And I think they were all drinking. I think when they said Heather, I think then when they said Heather should date this guy, I think Angie tried to make a joke being like, well, you know, Lisa, Lisa blew him for like Vita, whatever tequila. And it was just an off-color comment, but I think it, like, shocked Whitney, and she was kind of drunk and was like, oh, my God. Because, you know, Whitney, I'm, I hate to be like She's it, the but, bone collector. And, but, but Whitney's also, like, not always 100% there. No. So, like, as much as I love Whitney, I definitely do think this was a, this is a case of miscommunication, and I think Whitney is it feels so, like... Raw and open and wanting yeah. to, like, kind of just let all these lies and secrets out. Yeah, and I feel like she doesn't want to, like, have anything hidden anymore because of what's happening with her... And so I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was as malicious as it was intended to be. I agree. But it is now snowballed into something that is so much greater because honestly, at the end I was, I was happy that Angie was like, no, come over. And I think, I think the Angie Lisa thing is not about this. I think it started with the catering I think it's situation. even more than that. I think, th- I think that Angie has been talking shit about Lisa behind her back a for a ton, while. Yeah. And it only got worse when Lisa got onto the show and Angie didn't. I think that's a part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, it seems clear to me that actually the real divide between Heather and Whitney comes from the fact that like Heather was like, don't make this trip about you. Your, what you're dealing with is not as important. Does it mean anything compared to what Jen's going through? I think that's really what stuck in Whitney's crawl. Yeah. And that's what really hurt her. And not getting the full apology from Heather, that is the seed uh, that's going to grow into something worse. A hundred percent. So, but yeah, I we'll just, have to keep watching. I just, yeah, I just am going to say I'm going to, but I'm very suspicious of Angie. I really well, am. I'm going to see how things play out. I'm not going to hundred, I'm not going to jump off the Angie train yet because I do, I did like her last season. I did too. But like, but and she's making me mad. I know, but like at this point, I see I don't really see anything that was a hundred percent. I'm also so newly aligned with Lisa that I'm no, just and like, I know, and I love Lisa. I'm gonna, you know, I've been a Lisa stand from the beginning, but I don't think, I don't think Angie is malicious. I do think she is getting kind of a villain at it. I do think that, like, I do think it was again. All jury's out. I'm, I'm fully saying jury's out. I know, but I'm. I agree to disagree. My, my eye is as as ha- as Whitney says. I, we can agree to disagree. When um, Angie, I'm watching you. That's all I'm saying. I like you, but I'm watching you. Okay. Um. So I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think when Meredith was effing half of New York that um, Seth was effing Brett Favre? <laughs> oh my god, that is like so crazy. I was like, what, Brett Favre? And really? I know you're not gonna like this because I know we don't like Brooks Marks and we don't like the Marks family in general. But out of the three of them, he was the most palatable digestible for me he seems like he had his mouth shut the whole time well, no he seems like he's a little more he's he, i think he's not being on the show i think is good for him he's a little more just like chilled out i was way more interested in hearing what he was doing i just meredith and seth have are just rubbing me the wrong way in every single every single moment oh my god the marx family in general just is just driving me nuts but like out of the three of them i can't believe you know you're doing something wrong when like brooks is the is the most digestible character on on screen yeah it, i it, i just i can't deal with any also of them. i i could <laughs> coach shaw and Jen trying to soul gaze into each other's eyes. Well, no, she's not going to let him do that because then he's going to see that she's a fucking liar. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> the soul gazing thing, I was like, really, really coach. But like, I do think his heart is in a good place. He no, loves this I, woman. No, I love him. I, 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 no, I'm talking about Jen being. No, I know. You know, um, okay. crazy to me that Whitney has tried to leave the Mormon church three times. Okay, because we were watching this and we were like, "How was, how was her husband not excommunicated?" And she was, and what she was, and it makes sense that the man gets to choose in the marriage. And he's like, "No, we need to try to work through this. We need to stick together because, all, all you know, all of these things." And so she's tried to leave all these times. Also, that Mormons take ten percent of your income. Wild. I was literally, I literally wrote, "Imagine if the Kardashians were Mormon. Imagine how much money." <laughs> oh my God, they would have so much. But like. It is insane. Like, yeah, like you, you have no agency or autonomy as a woman in the Mormon church. So like, if you commit sins, you have to go through intense therapy yeah. and retribution. If you're a man, you're out. Um, and so good. For, I mean, I'm really proud of Whitney for, for pushing forward again. I also think this is something that's going to cause a rift between her and Heather. Cause I know that Heather, I mean, even writing Heather's, the bad Mormon Heather's book. brand is the bad Mormon and Heather's brand is trying to leave the church, but she still really can't officially do it because that's still of all, like, all of the emotional, mental abuse that she has not reckoned with is still I mean, living in her. I mean, I laughed when she was like, I don't want my Mormon friends to know that I've had sex outside of marriage. And the guy was like, her book is like, honey, everyone knows. I think everyone knows. <laughs> like, so uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I think it's amazing what Winnie's doing and I'm, I, I think this is a really interesting story to keep following. Um, I just want to bring up, I had to laugh of the trauma that Lisa has gone through from her brother, literally duct taping her to the pole in the middle of the foyer <laughs> freshman year. I literally just about, and she's like, and no one would help me down. I was like, the girl, this is where it comes from. Like you were just, I just had to laugh. I love Lisa. I will always love Lisa. I just she, like, I don't know. I'm always going to be, cause Lisa's as, as people, as annoying as people find her as like, she always says the wrong thing. She's just a hundred percent herself. I know. I really do appreciate it. And that's, and that's the matter of fact, like she's going to be drinking her big gulp and just like say the wrong thing because she's just so herself. Yeah. And I think that's what really, I think draws me to her because it's like, even if someone, I hate a fake, I hate a fake snake. And like, I, if someone's just genuinely themselves and if it's not great, but they're just like, a, it, it makes me laugh. It yeah. makes me enjoy them so much more. Yeah. Um, did we get introduced to a new housewife or is this just a friend of, we have Dana. We got Jenny from the blog. We got Dana from the, <laughs> I like Dana. I like her a lot. She seemed really cool. Um, we also have another Angie that was there. Well, Angie, Angie K. That's right, the one that K. threw the party for um, Jen. I think Angie H and Dana are going to be the, the friends of, yeah. um, yeah. Dana's got a cool vibe. I love, I just had to laugh when she said, yeah, you had Jenny from the block. Now you have Dana from the park. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was such a, like a nice little dig. Let's, uh, let's not forget all that happened. Um, she seems like a cool vibe and she seems like Heather's friend, which is good. Another alliance for Heather. Um, but also like someone who kind of, um, you know, she kind of held Heather accountable. Yeah. She was like, I mean, if I were Lisa, like I would have appreciated hearing from you about Angie. Maybe you just go and talk to her and you smooth it over. Like I like a friend, again, a friend of the comes in and is like feeling everybody out, like kind of seeing where do I fit in this group, but yeah. also providing positive, you know, and like, yeah, a yeah. positive moment to it. Um, one, I think, final thing I want to say about all of this, unless you have something else you want no, to say. No, I'm good. I, we've I mentioned think, it all. I think Whitney is 100% right about 
um, the delayed sentence. Uh, Jen, Sean, all of them are celebrating because the sentence is now delayed a little bit longer. Well, no, they just they were sort of just laughing about it and kind of just being joking about but it. Whitney was like, they are going to be finding more witnesses. They're going to be pulling more evidence. They're getting things. There's a reason that the prosecution is delaying it. They don't just delay well, it. Well, and the article it. that they flash forward is that they're um, – that the defense is being is not being cooperative with subpoenas. Like there was a weird like that was that's also part of why it's being delayed. Like it 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 doesn't look good. And I appreciate Whitney just kind of just staying quiet and just whatever. But like I would kind of be like her too. I don't know if I would be like laughing about it. Well and I love Leslie Grossman. Leslie Grossman and Heather were on Watch What Happens Live um after the episode. Yeah. And Leslie like she was she loves Heather and thinks Heather is great and is team Heather all the way. But she's like, I can be team Heather, but also think it's terrible that people defraud elderly people and they should go to jail. Like she fully was fully saying, like, Jen needs to go to jail. She like is a crook and she need, like I just Yeah. I'm I I we can't we can't forget. <laughs> no, we can't. And I mean, Jen has a she test she pled guilty. Like we're it's gonna be so interesting. I, I, to yeah, see how this I'm plays really, out. exactly. I'm, I just, I, 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 where will the women be when they hear about this? Well, I know you're a little like, oh my goodness, about this, but I'm actually really interested to see what Angie's husband has put on Shaw Exposed next. That's what I'm saying. Episode. Like, I'm just like, there seems to be moves being made to get on the show. So I'm just. I'm just curious. I mean, it depends. My thing is, is like if there, if there was anything against him or against his employees, and that's why he made. Okay, so that that I understand. If I would. I could clear his him, name. I could see him being like, "I'm gonna make this Instagram and expose her for what she did to like these people." I could see that. But I also, I, I don't think that that's what social media is for. I think that's no. I think that's why social media is one of the most toxic things on the face of the planet. Well, you can thank Mark Zuckerberg for that. I yes, but. Um, there are better ways to do that. You know what I mean? No, I understand. So I'm just, we'll I'm just saying, I'm going to hold my, I'm going to hold my tongue. I'm going to hold my horses until we see, until we see how it plays out. All right. Well, we mentioned it all y'all. Um, yes. we will see you next week. If you haven't already, please like rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google play music, iTunes or Spotify. And as always, uh, follow us on Instagram. We are at hot and Bravo. That's H O T N B R A V O D. See you next time. Happy Halloween.